Hey, I'm Joe. I know Don because he tried to kidnap me from a beer festival. Okay, um, technically you're incorrect. You started the conversation by coming up to my dog, Didier over here. Not <laughs> knowing Dopa. not knowing that we were probably the only two other soccer fans that were there. So football fans. Yeah, football fans. Yeah, you're from across the pond. <laughs> I know. So, so the two times you've been here for beer fest, quote unquote, work, traveling all the way, traveling thousands of miles. So that's got to be good timing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is good timing. Um, yeah, the first time, well, I came over in December not for a beer festival, but I did get very drunk at the pageant, if that helps. Um, at a pageant or the pageant? The pageant. Okay. <laughs> Watching The Doors, which were, you know, interesting band, but they're mm-hmm. fine. Um, last time... Came over for the uh, for work, obviously, and found the beer festival on the Saturday. Awesome time. Met these guys, Michael and Don, and then uh, just so happens that when I booked it this time, oh, what's on in St. Louis on Saturday? There's a beer festival. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. That's my, you might have heard that. That's my Polish neighbor's son who definitely has to go 60 miles an hour down the street. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Nooner and I went to this uh, beer fest, Michael. And then all of a sudden, we just started chatting this guy up. Kidnapping never crossed our minds. So that means it wasn't attempted. It was fluid. Okay. But continue with the kidnapping story. <laughs> well, so we obviously, we got chatting at the beer festival, right? And mm-hmm. we hit it off, let's say, you know, just like-minded, enjoyed the beer, enjoyed the football talk. D.A. Dogba with his Chelsea kit on, me with my British accent and just hanging around a beer festival. And then the beer festival ended and we were like, what are we going to do now? Let's go back to Don's house. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got in the car with them, obviously an Uber because we'd been drinking. Um, and uh, we, I just said to them, can you promise me not to kidnap me? It, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to your house. I'm, you know, I want to <clears throat> carry this party on, but. Well, it was in the act of kidnapping, so that's already like the first stage. Now you got to worry about what's going to happen post kidnapping, or post the actual initial kidnapping. I don't know what the phases are. I didn't do any research. Yeah, I mean, if kidnapping involves being given beer and playing darts in Don's home bar, no, then that I'm happy to be kidnapped. That <laughs> was fine. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, he came back, and then uh, Nooner kept in touch, and we got texting when he was over here. But then when we were sitting there, we had dinner. Um, he started talking about an Instagram shed bars. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> Please tell everybody what shed bars are. So the two, I, I guess the two types of bars is the shed bars. And I'm going to say garage bars, not garage. Or you go, what's the... We, you started, we perfected yeah. the English language, but keep going. <laughs> um, where basically, I, I mean, it really kicked off during lockdown, but lots of people did have them before, as they would tell you. Lots of times on Instagram, I wasn't a lockdown pub. Um, where you basically build a home bar. So it's either a shed is a wooden structure where you would usually store your garden tools or your mower or whatever else in there. Um, turn them in. People turn them into home bars. Um, had uh, pumps, kegs, um, spirits cans of beer whatever you want fridges i personally went for a garage bar because i um had a double garage that i didn't do a lot in and that's two that's two cars in correct yes two Two cars cars, two cars can fit in we we didn't need to put the two cars in so i made half of it a bar and 
the whole Instagram thing was just a crazy coincidence of I was looking for inspiration um, of what to do with this home bar that I'd built and didn't really have a plan for and found lots and lots of people in the community that had built these bars and obviously then set up my Instagram handle at the White Fox Pub and uh, at the what at the White Fox Pub. I'll put that in the Instagram notes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's called the White Fox. Um, it's because my surname's White, and I li- we live on Fox's Furlong. Your son's is... name is White. My well, surname. Oh, surname. Surname, surname okay. is White. Yeah. So. Or did you name him White White? No, no, he's White White. <laughs> 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 no, he's Josh. I'm Joe, but we're yeah White, the White family, and um, and so we live on Fox's Furlong in the UK. And so where's, where's that at? It's in a town called Basingstoke, <clears throat> which is um, just south of Reading, which is, you know, from a soccer reference, that's the uh, football team. So uh, it's just outside London, about 40 miles outside London. So. Which way? Because southwest. OK, somewhere towards the coast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's between the coast and London, <laughs> but south of Reading. But. So with like, no, just I was saying we can go back to like. <clears throat> what holiday is as far as where you can go in London or in England for a holiday, which is basically the South Coast or outside yeah. the country. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so or this Wales. whole shit, like you, when I was talking about you have it coming on here, like you were on this guy's podcast talking yeah. about this whole shed bar thing. Like, what was that? Yeah, yeah. so um, <clears throat> AL and Audio Pub Shed, he basically interviews people like, like you're doing here and uh, just asks them about their pub shed, how it came about, what interests them, how, you know, how, what, DIY you've done in the old pub shed so I did all the electrics in my garage which is uh, not something that I'm qualified to do uh, <laughs> so one day it might burn to the ground but it seems to be okay at the moment um, and he just he does it every week uh, every Friday releases a podcast and just it's it's a great laugh I've never been on a podcast now I've done two in the space of two weeks so that's pretty uh, pretty good going um it only goes downhill. You can yeah. be on Joe, you can be on Joe Rogan. Well, it's just gonna go downhill. Alien Audio is like the supreme of all podcasts, and then I'm on yours. Yeah, but no, that's awesome. So then, <clears throat> talking about the kids, you're a Reading fan, and you live in Reading, but your wife is a Leeds fan. That is correct. And up until what two years ago, Leeds were in the same division as Reading. Um, so Championship or League One? Championship. Okay. They Leeds went down to League One as well. Triple A for you Americans compared to Major League Baseball, basically. Okay, I don't know, but I, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, um, so she supports Leeds from her upbringing. Her dad supports Leeds, and uh, she went to Leeds University. So that's up north. Um, Reading. I've got a season ticket for, so go every week when I can. Had to miss it when I came to St Louis on Tuesday. Sad game, but we drew, which is positive. Lost today, which is not positive. Where are you at the table? Uh, we're well before we lost today, and I haven't looked this afternoon. We were third, so we're doing all right this year. We were uh, actually bookies' favorite. Um, I don't know what, what's the American for bookies. Bookies, bookies, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I think bookies more is like mob related, and I guess oh. just like you have your sports bet and everything. Like some of my yeah. friends are big into it, and they're talking parlays and stuff. I'm like. Okay. We were the favourites to go down, basically. We were the, actually the favourites to finish bottom in every book, in every betting shop. So uh, to be third at this point, 11 games, 12 games in, we're, we're sitting sitting pretty, quite mm-hmm. honestly. We're, we're not expecting to go up. We're not expecting to stay there. 
but as long as we stay up in the league, we'll be happy. Do you think you'll get into those, what is it, three what? through seven for playoffs? playoffs? And I hope not. <laughs> if you look up Reading's history, we have never won the playoffs. I've you just been got to, promoted outright. We, we got promoted outright twice. So when we the two times we've been <laughs> in the Premier League, uh, we got promoted outright. The, the four times we've been in the playoffs, I've been to, I think I went to three of the playoff finals and we lost every one of them, which is... How, how is Wembley? I've, I've walked by it and I've saw like the new Wembley, like the whole yeah. walk up to it because I was in London right when they finished it. Yeah. And I was just like, that is sexy yeah. to the infrastructure, the walk up, the around, like it's incredible. It's, it's an awesome ground. And sometimes, you know, some people might tell you the atmosphere is not great, but if you've got your whole supporters there and i the my absolute most favorite game at wembley was when reading played at arsenal in the playoff uh, sorry in the um semi-final of the fa cup and uh, we deserved to win let's say over that maybe we didn't maybe that's a bias but or is it arsenal always de- deserves to lose yeah i mean arsenal always <laughs> deserves to lose. yeah but they uh you know they they we gave them a good run of it we were we were obviously by no way the favorites um unfortunately a goaltender mistake goalkeeper mistake from our tip from our goalie um he let the ball through his legs and it was just like one of those that i genuinely think we could have beat them but that was the best game i've seen at wembley and such a good atmosphere so your keeper then since you're not playing robert green can you sign that guy up for when the u.s play england in the world cup so he's from australia so you know we could i don't know um i mean he's part of the commonwealth is yeah, so commonwealth, commonwealth kind of commonwealth ish yeah he's commonwealth australia's commonwealth <laughs> yeah um no we can do but i'm looking forward to that <laughs> usa versus england game. i think it's one in the afternoon for uk so it's really early your time so, so yeah so all the u.s fixtures um so it's four seven ten one central time for all the fixtures u.s plays every single game at one there's a brazilian guy that i referee at that i just he just got promoted so he's i'm working with him now since he's a manager he is all of brazil's fixtures are like 1 p.m and it's not good why why like surely they can do something to help help the teams out there well no i'd rather i mean it's 4 a.m 7 a.m like i'd rather have one because i can take a half day since i usually start at like six o'clock yeah and then just catch all the match, like catch all the matches. Like you can see in the living room, like yeah. my office is right there. I can listen to them while I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, because the what was it, um, Robert Green? You should have beaten us in eight years ago. The eight or twelve? No idea. No idea. But basically, <laughs> the only thing I remember is Robert Green, the keeper for Arsenal, maybe at the time. A dribbler went in, and he just like buffed it. Oh and then yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, yeah. that one, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember the goal. <laughs> he played for Leeds as well, didn't he? Probably. Probably. Well, talking yeah. about Leeds, like so most people, and we'll talk about your. Leeds. I stopped you from talking about your welcome to Wrexham story because I want to like talk about this Leeds first. United, um, the f- administration, <laughs> like Leeds United, like as far as being in the Premier League, going down to a league and down and down, or coming back up. From what I recall, Leeds, Leeds, and then Portsmouth. But Leeds was like one of the first ones to really get in financial trouble. Yeah. 
and get go into administration. I'll let you probably describe that better than I know. And then they just went down yeah. far. So like yeah. that that and again, you can probably still rub that in your wife's face. <laughs> but you can do that by talking about leads being the trendsetter for administration. Yeah. As she listens to this. Well, yeah. I have a gift for you, by the way, if you are gonna listen to this. Mrs. <laughs> yeah. White. Louise, she's got a good she's got he's got a good gift for you. So um yeah. Uh, so administration it's the same as a company going out going out of business can't pay and so they get the administrators in to try and either get a seller or dissolve the why couldn't the they uh pay because they paid too much out so they bought too many you know bought too many players mm -hmm. can't afford to pay the players they haven't got the ticket sales coming in haven't you know just there's so much of it in soccer in football you know where reading took a six point deduction last year because we of the financial fair play so this was before financial fair play so if you don't have if you spend above your above your way then you go into administration um if you can't pay your players you haven't got the owners it's normally because the owners lose interest so if you've got an expensive owner and i, I don't i will say i don't mike ashley yeah cunt yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and um so if you've got a rich a richish owner and they buy loads of players spend loads of money on wages and then they get bored and they're like, well, I'm not going to put any more money in this club. I can't, then the club can't sustain itself. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, so clubs like Reading, we get, I don't know, probably an average attendance of 14,000 people. And they, most of those, like half at least have got season tickets. So they've paid what I mind my season tickets about 400 pounds. And in today's term, that is $400. Um, they, they, that's not much money really in reality in the grand scheme of things to go to see but 20 games a season 22 games a season so they um they have to get the the, the owners have to fund these clubs and and they get bored they go into administration and leeds obviously they won the they won the league they won the league the year before it became the premier league so oh so the first the old first division yeah so they won the old first division and then they did well the, well the first year of the Premier League, and then all this shit happened. Was there Champions League during what with the first division? Because I think Nottingham Forest, have, yeah, won so, and won a Champions League. So they've which won Arsenal... more Nottingham Forest. They Nottingham Forest have won more Champions Leagues than most of the big oh, clubs. Yeah. Oh, Arsenal. Yeah. I was going, my Arsenal fans are like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm like, was it Nigel Ke Nigel Clow? Was he who was the manager of Nottingham Forest back then? Yeah, it would have been Clough. Yeah, yeah, Clough. Well, we yeah. call him Clough. <laughs> along, I mean, you can put Nigel and Clough and Warnock <laughs> in front of like all these other yeah, manager yeah. names, and because I didn't start until I think I saw my parents had a gigantic satellite dish, like the thirty foot in diameter. Yeah, and I, I saw like Den I saw Dennis Wise playing. I'm just like, oh, okay. And then, I will caveat this with my historic football knowledge is not great, <laughs> so anything I say today may be wrong, but. If you sit confidently, it'll be fine. Exactly. No one's going to check it. Because I saw Dennis Wise play. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's Chelsea. The only place to really get any type of soccer stuff was you had to go buy a magazine in Clayton, which is like center of St. Louis. This was 20 minutes from where I grew up. Or there was Satanta. Did you have Satanta? Yeah. That okay. came out for a little, for like one year. And that's now BT Sport. So they... Which we can't get over here. Yeah. But like, we I would have games. to... You can, we can't get BT Sport because this is going to be a brilliant transition. Just give me about okay. 30 seconds. Okay. So that's where I have to go. And then all of a sudden, I got four, there was 442 Magazine. And then I saw the FA Cup final because McAuley is my favorite player of all time. The most boring 
terrible PK taker of all time. But um, I saw them play. And they would charge at every single pub to get in. It's $15 to watch because we have to pay for the subscription to Satanta. Yeah. And so I saw that FA Cup final. But then as far as getting back to the whole Wrexham thing, as far as like educational wise and like people being able to learn way easier, like how, like all the football stuff, you said you watched, you didn't, wa- like I watched it. I would hoping they were getting more like the, like the administration, the financings, yeah. like p- purchasing players, wages, advertisements, <coughs> naming rights to stadiums. Yeah. What's your little third thing here on how you're involved with the whole Wrexham thing? <laughs> So I, I watched Welcome to Wrexham before I came, and it, I thought it was hilarious the way they tried to make it US um, friendly. Ted Lasso is. Ted Lasso, US friendly, whatever you want to call it. Unknowledgeable, the... unknowledgeable, but trying to get a bigger fan basis. Yeah. Like, if they <laughs> it, went super complicated, nobody would watch it. English, American, Welsh, I thought it was a great concept. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, so I watched probably, I think I was on episode 10 before I came out, um, and I... I I was on the plane on the way over here and I sat I sat next to a couple of guys and they we both put films on at the same time so I put Top Gun on and watched Top Gun Maverick and the new uh, one the new one yeah new Top Gun they had Marcel the Snail with Shoes which was not something I wasn't aware of what's that Marcel the Snail Marcel the Snail with Shoes I don't know it's a YouTube short no idea (laughs) but anyway we'll edit that out we're not promoting anybody else if we don't know what we're talking okay. about <laughs> well they were watching it on the plane so i don't know but they um so i, I was chatting to them before we when they got on just asked them you know general plane talk just to just to say hello make sure it's not awkward for the nine hour flight or whatever and then uh i finished watching top gun i was a bit choked up because top gun's quite a you know a happy but sad film i cried during i cried when black widow died okay and tw- the first time and the second time in front of my daughter. Good. I cried. So, so yeah, I cried. Top Gun, I cried. And basically, this film that they were watching made them cry. And they both fin- well, both films somehow finished at the same time. <clears throat> and so we had this, like, moment. That there was three guys. It was him and his husband <laughs> and me. And we were all just crying. So And I've never cried on a plane, so we are all having a bit of a moment. And then I thought, do you know what? I said to him, I'm going to put something on that will make me laugh. So I'm going to put Welcome to Rex on. Oh, my iPad. And he said, I was in that. I was like, what? Why were you in that? And he well, said... I think from the story right now, yeah. obviously, you're not talking about Ryan Reynolds and McElhinney because you said they were husbands. Yes. Unless that's like episode 14 <laughs> of Welcome to Wrexham where they... <laughs> it, 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 wasn't, it definitely wasn't one of them, but they were American. So there, there's, there's the mystery... Uh, coming to some kind of conclusion so they were american not rob or brian and um basically he said i was actually in the first episode um i'm rob's brother the guy with the eagles shirt that he had watched the it was the when they were playing soccer in the first episode you can say you can say football you you look you look pained when you said soccer by the way (laughs) i am paid (laughs) i'm paid when i speak um So they were they were playing football in Rob's garden in the first episode and with his family. And basically the guy that I was sat next to was uh, Rob McElhenney's brother. And he was we had a right chat about Wrexham. We had you know, he was he's a photographer in Los Angeles and 
uh, which it, it lovely guys we had a great chat and then we ended up just getting really drunk on the plane and um, so they they shut, turn the lights off to make everyone sleep even though it's a plane coming to america which you don't want to sleep on otherwise you get screwed on the jet lag and so jet lag yeah jet lag yeah yeah and so we <laughs> we took it in turns to press the buzzer for the for the wait the um plane assistant what they called uh you can edit that out. stewardesses stewardesses so they um so we took took it sorry in turns. flight attendants yeah, flight they're called attendants. flight attendants flight now, attendants stewardesses whatever you want to call them we um took it in turns to press a button so it wasn't one person being annoying and then asked for a round of drinks we drank them out of prosecco we drank them out of beer and we i ended up having a gin tonic because they had nothing no beer or they were drinking prosecco and there was no beer left and so i yeah and i got to um minneapolis airport and I was not in a great state, let's say that. I was slightly worse for wear. I've done that where I've flown from LA, leave on a Saturday night after roughing out there, and then drink all the time, make kind with the flight attendants. Yep. And then usually they'll just like, I think I, cause I always fly Delta because of the miles that I have. Were you fly, what were you flying? That's Delta, yeah. Delta, yeah. Because yeah. if you're nice to them, Usually they'll just give you buy one get one free or just give you free alcohol. Well, on a transatlantic flight, it's all free. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, it's it's free, but you obviously pay for quite a lot more to get on the flight. You're, you're taking advantage of people who are not drinking. Yes. So you're. <laughs> yeah. Because I went there ten years ago. Yeah, it was twenty four, twenty three. Yeah, and again, drinking the entire way there. I was there with my girlfriend at the time because yeah. she was doing like a study abroad thing and teaching, so we landed on. I mean, it was nice for me because I think we flew out that night. I forgot what time we get there. I slept, good two-hour power nap, got to the hotel, napped. It was a Friday night. I found out that there's, so it was a Friday night. Southampton was in League One, I believe, because I'd seen YouTube videos of Matt Letissier. Yeah. And so I go <laughs> He's down. He's now, by the what? way. What? He's like a proper analyst or? Like anti-vaxxer, like oh. aliens exist. Oh, um, so he's like your version of Nick Cage, probably. Yeah, or Tom DeLonge. He's an alien guy, isn't he? As well. <laughs> <laughs> Blink Man too. Yeah. So I got, and it's a new experience. I didn't really look at it, like research anything. So I got on the train down to Southampton. I didn't know you could buy all these magazines. I picked up a four pack of Stella because I like cold beer because you have a warm beer tap in your shed bar. Yep. And then I get down there and I go into the ticket office and I'm just like, hey, can I get a ticket somewhere? She's just like, well, one, I was at the pubs prior. And I just walk, I just walk into some random one. I got like a Southampton scarf on or something like that that I bought. And I'm just sitting there talking to people, just like, they're like, what are you doing here? I'm just like, oh, just came out down here for the match. He's just like, how do you know Southampton? I said, Matt Letitier. I didn't pay for a single drink, <laughs> which is dangerous, by the way, because yeah. I would have paced myself. <laughs> but then I'm, so it's a Friday match. I think they're playing like Brighton Hove. It was it Brighton Hove or Brighton Albion? I forgot yes, which one. Same team. But it was. James Ward Prowse's debut, I think, yep. something along those lines, and he was what, probably thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> he's still like <laughs> we must be at least fifty now, right? So. And then they sit me. I got one seat because my girlfriend had to do stuff the next morning. They sit me probably three rows up on the end of a row, right behind the away bench. And I've heard proper. I mean, I'm an obnoxious drunk yank at this point. <laughs> I'm saying, like, fuck off and all these, like, American shit. I'm like, I think everybody started looking at me and laughing. I'm like, oh, let's go umpires and, like, shit like that. 
But then I'm drunk and I'm always just berating basically everybody. I'm an yeah. equal opportunity berater. <laughs> and, then, anyway, and then I walk down two steps for halftime. And for most of my audience, you can't drink. You can't bring any alcohol to the seats. You either get drink, you, you drink heavily before, get a pie and a pint at halftime. So I'm going down to get a pint. And then this monster of a sub comes up probably like he's like three steps down from me and he's looking me eye to eye and i'm six two and he's like you better sit the fuck down mate i'm like i will do that <laughs> and like the most bitch american accent you can believe i'm like okay i will do that sir i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> not even that like <laughs> brave like what you said was brave and then i sat down they went to the pub and i went back up and got some pints and then almost missed the train back i mean ricky lambert actually got sent off in this match because I was, I mean, Ricky Lambert, plumber turned Premier League striker, plays yeah. at Liverpool for a year. He was a boyhood fan. So many different stories we could go through. But again, drunk, get home. Then I do that. I did some stuff around London. Probably paid 40 quid to sit in the Matthew Harding end at a Chelsea match. Yeah. Sound about uh, right? Well, probably a bit more now, but yeah. that's good. And then so like I went in there and I just, again, just started talking about Dennis Wise Macaulay was still playing there at the time, but then I met like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, like all these other. You do two get two matches in one one day. Friday, no, it was Friday, and then Friday, Saturday Sunday, was the match, yeah, yeah. and then Sunday, I went to. Tyne, because I think Newcastle beat City one nil, but my girlfriend got sick and she's just like just go do whatever you want to i'm just like fuck yeah game can I get and then next? i just went took another train up there drank all day went to the match just wore neutral colors obviously was i don't that know when um man city was shit as well um i think yeah this was yeah this was 10 years ago when they won their first title okay just after they went that whole Aguero, just that whole thing Aguero. yeah but yeah so like I was drunk for three days going around watching matches and then I came home and I'm just like can't wait to go again I went to Brazil for the World Cup caught some matches um, but yeah I basically kidnapped you bought you dinner cooked a great dinner by the yeah, way you did cook a great dinner yeah I'll, give you that. yeah I'll give you the recipes um, <laughs> and then this is more so me establishing a Stockholm syndrome so that when I do want to go over there <laughs> and I do want to I mean, catch a catch a Friday league match with Reading because they usually don't play on weekends, you know, because they're not in the Premier League. You probably don't want to catch. Reading. You probably don't want to go Reading, but I can get you a ticket. It's much easier to get a Reading ticket than it is a Chelsea ticket. So. Yeah, and then maybe say this whole thing, this whole kidnapping scheme, will save me at least two hundred quid in lodging. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're always welcome. You can stay in the White Fox pub. <laughs> I get to stay with the Whites, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, of course, whenever you want. But um, so yeah, I've that got Didier by me now. Oh, hey, little pup. Yeah, so my name, his dog's name is Didier Dogba. He's a black lab, and if you touch him, his paws, or anything else like there, he winces like a little bitch and goes to the ground. So <laughs> it's pretty much a proper name from a puppy, and he basically evolved into his said, uh, what would you say? Inspiration? inspiration? The inspiration, inspiration yeah. behind the name? Yeah. So what do you think about all – so warm beer. I didn't know about that until I went over there, and you have one. Yes. So what types of beers are just like, you just don't even, you just have a, over here it's a pony keg, but like, how does that? So, so the, so the two, the two types of kegs that I've got in my pub shed are a pony keg or a five liter 
uh, not warm beer, so that's cold beer, and it's fizzy cold beer, so you can get all sorts of IPAs, all kinds of lagers in there. And then <clears throat> I have a a hand pump, which you put a box of beer or a or a cask cask of beer. Which it, it doesn't have to be warm, you know. It's a cask beer of any description, so it's, as long as it's it's just not carbonated, so you pull it through. But it doesn't have to be cold. So they, they you know, the the general rule of thumb is they say at sort of warm room temperature, not so not not heated up beer, I guess you could say, not warm but not cold. So yeah, I've, tr- I've tried warm beer basically out of necessity, more so not preparedness of not putting my beer in cold. Yeah. Depending upon status I'm in, warm beer is fine. <laughs> but you, typical, it's typical for just to start off with like a warm IPA or warm yeah, just to well, start it's, off. So it's more like so it's like the brown ales, like they. So the the name is kind of ales or beers, but they they're less. Lots of people describe them as drinking dishwater. Like dish, um, soapy dishwater, or some natty light, or something. I don't know if you've ever had that here. I've not had that. No. We're gonna have one at the after our indoor game. We'll okay. go into that here in a bit. But they, um, it's just I don't know how to describe it. But it's kind of they're not hoppy, so it's not like an IPA. But they're just proper ales, right? So a uh, London Pride. You, have you had a London Pride or an ESB or? A- I forgot what I had when I was at the right outside. Uh, don't want to segue into a different story, but basically the warm beer, it was like a 10% beer and I had it, but I had three of them in rapid succession because Blackburn was bottom of table. United was top of the table. That was like a, maybe a nine, nine o'clock fixture. And so actually it was the early morning fixture. It was Blackburn at United bottom versus top. And whatever bar I was at, there's like, hey, we are going to buy the entire bar a beer if uh, if they if Blackburn scores, and they were it was like scheduled to be like a six nil affair. But lo and behold, the one time I'm there, Blackburn decides to win three two at United. So all these warm beers, I don't care. I didn't know that they were ten percent. But by the time I leave this place, and it's midday over in London, and I'm coming off that bender from Friday night, I act like it's um, like I'm coming out of basically like Varsity Blues when they come out of the strip club and it's daylight. Like you're just like, oh my god, I should be in bed right now. But to that point, like it was a warm beer. One, it was free. Two, I was already kind of there, and so I was just like, oh, this is awesome. But they had to have lost so much money. <laughs> hedging that bet as far as oh every blackburn goal just ah, pint 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 <laughs> yeah. pint so the, yeah i mean the easiest way to describe from my point of view the easiest way but i went to civil life yesterday so at time of recording i went to civil life um brewery in st louis and they've got car scale on it's not warm but it's kind of that that style of beer the you're talking about the big barrels where it just has the tap at the yeah. top or in, or in the middle that you see in like all these old school bar fights where yeah, they exactly knock off the tap and, and beer gets so everywhere. You, yeah, yeah. So you don't, <laughs> you don't have, um, there's no carbonation. It's just a pull through of a hand pump. And it's, so yeah, next time you go to Civil Life, that's, it's, they've got two casks on at the moment. Nice. Um, and they, they, it's beer that doesn't really last very long. So it's just, it lasts like maybe a week um, in, a, in a barrel or in a cask. And um, it's really smooth, really easy to drink. So it's kind of 
it's a bit like like Guinness is obviously nitro or it's got some carbonation, but it's mm-hmm. very smooth. Um, whereas IPAs and all that are a bit like fizzy and like even yeah. hazy IPAs are quite not hard to drink, but they're not don't go down really as easy as like Guinness. So it's like that sort of thing. So you're five liter, unless you plan on getting after it for having people over, you really won't get anything. Well, the five liter lasts 30 days because that unit is refrigerated. So that, so that is cold beer. So are the five liters different from the Pump. warm one? Okay. But so then- there's two, there's two pumps. So the, the five liter, you put it in there, it's cold, it's fizzy, it lasts for, five, uh, lasts for 30 days. The hand pump, you get a box if you are having mates around. So, so it's like Franzia. It's like boxed wine. It's yeah. just boxed yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> Non-cold boxed beer. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to get a uh, you know, a cooler box or whatever, you could put your beer in there, but it tastes fine at room mm-hmm. temperature. And it's a garage, so unless it's scorching hot outside, which it very often is not in the UK. It's um, always raining. Yeah, it's always raining and it's always cold. So my garage is always <laughs> cold, so the beer's always cold, so it's all good. Except maybe Portsmouth, Southampton, like those are kind of the maybes as far as the rain, or is it always raining down there? Yeah, it's always raining, everywhere. In Portsmouth, Southampton, it's just windy as well because it's by the coast. Well, yeah, because isn't like Burn- Burnmouth like kind of like a big holiday thing for yeah. people in London? Right. In so England? it's l- lovely beaches in Bournemouth. So they, um, so Bournemouth, so Portsmouth's a shithole. Southampton's okay, and then Bournemouth's like the nice with the beaches, but it's still a bit of a shithole because it's beach seaside town. So nothing about the clubs, just the cities themselves. So the cities, and then the clubs <laughs> as well. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> so you would when you got the train to Southampton, you would have gone through my hometown. Nice. So the the train from London to Southampton goes through Basingstoke, and so, so that's what southeast. Is there, there's London straight south. Did I, did I just get my... No, no, it is, so it's southwest. Oh, yeah. I'm I trying to, work, I'm trying to do north, south, east, west there, but it's definitely southwest. Okay. Southeast, you're going to like Brighton. It's southeast. Okay. So we have like same nautical term knowledge, but when you get into <laughs> currency or you get into metric or any type of yeah. measurement systems, we will off say, the yeah, fucking table. Yeah. <laughs> well, we... And I mean, the UK is worse. We mix them up like left, right, and center. So we do miles. But we do um, liters. Is that to piss off everybody else in the uh, well, European I mean, it Union? Me or? Off as well, because <laughs> I'm like, when I come to the US and I'm trying to compare fuel prices, like, how much is a gallon? Well, you should know because you use miles. But no, we don't know what a gallon is because we use liters and miles and 5k runs and yeah, we just love to mix it up. <laughs> That's probably just to piss off the Germans for I think it probably obvious is. obvious reasons. Yeah twice <laughs> recently <laughs> and then brexit you know hashtag brexit but that, what that, was that like just honestly because i used to work in london before covid i was you know, still officially work in london but before covid meant that people realized it was actually okay to work from home um i used to go up to london every day and i surrounded myself in this bubble uh, it seemed um because london obviously financial center of the world financial center of the uk um, uh, uk <laughs> uk it's, it's it's hong kong let's be honest as far as the world <laughs> not new york no oh no you, well you don't have to worry about getting maybe stabbed in hong kong not shot though oh you get shot everywhere you go in st louis well, not everywhere, but we'll get back to that as far as how you, you were told not to go anywhere uh, ever. Not to go anywhere, just in case I get shot. <laughs> um, so, surrounding myself in a bubble of 
why why the hell would we leave you know mm-hmm. what what what's what is there anything in it for us to leave and so every person that every all my friends all of my work circle like i mean corporate real estate so obviously it's important for us to have investors from lots of places in the world and um and so i surrounded myself in well why would anyone vote leave and that night that it happened we were like ah shit oh was that like an oh shit moment <laughs> oh shit yeah, we, well, had... we, we thought it was a done deal we just thought well you know of course it, everyone's gonna vote remain there's no reason to leave well, we had a, we had an oh shit moment here a couple, few years ago voting wise <laughs> if i've learned two things about coming to america <laughs> is you don't talk about politics and it, you can talk about uk politics don't talk about american politics or religion well, so I basically covered left and right when it came to that oh shit moment. So you don't know which way I'm on. That. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm just, I'm just gonna stop that conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so we um, we I it was nothing's really changed that much. All the prices have gone up. If we get more stamps in our passports when we go to France or whatever, and it's it's just a pain, but. There's no, there's not a material change. The, the, as promised on the side of a big bus, the NHS isn't getting 350 million pounds a day. NHS. The National Health Service. Is that like the CDC? It's like free hospitals. Medicare. Medicare. Yeah. So like, so. But everyone gets it. Everywhere outside here has healthcare for all. Yeah. Now from watching Premier League games, watching some people and some of the supporters ends maybe you could like have like some type of dental program going yeah because you see i mean i'm more more so like people upon tyne when you see a dr- like obnoxiously large shirtless newcastle fan punch a police horse in the f- <laughs> fucking mouth maybe better school system too then but <laughs> that no school won't fix that well, you have to, yeah, you have to pay for dental. So, so you have to, mm-hmm. and so obviously everyone's get got you gets used to getting free everything else in the health system. Um, but you have to pay for dental. So yeah, yeah. you got good teeth. That was just more so. The, yeah, the people of Newcastle. Yeah, we'll just blame if we're gonna put anything. We'll put everything towards time. Is Sunderland is like, Sund- like yeah, Sunderland, Sunderland and is it are, is it the same populace or is it just like like I don't even know what a comparison would be. Just like. A classy Newcastle, which would be like your average citizen, or <laughs> I don't know what it compares. Like if Sunderland and Ta- and like Newcastle, like if there's a different, it's like the LA, it's like the New York Yankees versus the New York Mets. Yes, it is like that. But okay. I don't know the 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 people or the class difference. Let's say okay. it's just they're two big towns very close together. But the 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 big thing with English football is one city teams. And so you've got obviously Manchester, Nottingham, Sheffield, where you've got two big clubs. Mm-hmm. But then when you have a one city team, you generally speaking are like diehard fans. So Newcastle's a one city team, Sunderland's a sorry, yeah, one team city, one city team, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Leeds is the same. You know, you can't. So when you go to London, there's what six in the Premier six League, big in the yeah six in the Premier League, and then there's some smaller ones like. I mean, well, actually, Brentford are in the Premier League now, but Walsall and no, Walsall's Birmingham. Crystal Palace, Arsenal, Chelsea, yeah. West Ham, Millwall, QPR. Does everybody hate Millwall? Millwall hate everyone. 
Millwall hates everyone, not everybody hates Millwall. Well, I think it probably is a mutual hate now because okay. everyone hates Millwall. Millwall hate everyone. There's always lots of fights and therefore... But like teams like Reading, we're a nondescript, non-offensive team. So even Like the when Buddhists we, of... We, if we, even if we go to... <laughs> everyone hates us, but the, not in a fighty way. Everyone hates us in a... They may as well not exist kind of uh, way. Jog off, fuck off an type hour, thing. An hour outside of London. You might as well support a London team, but no. So we don't get we don't get big fan base, but um, yeah, it's the the that's the thing is that obviously London's got a big populace, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of teams to pick from. But when you've got the one city teams, they or one team cities, they um they tend to have a big following and big passionate followings. So the whole Newcastle Sunderland, they're close, but they are their own cities, and therefore the rivalry. Even though Sunderland are now two divisions lower. Yep. One one division. Oh, they got promoted last year. They beat us. They made. I tell you what, we made them look like Barcelona when they beat us a few weeks ago. But how often in- does that happen with opposing teams? Uh, I mean, we're third in the league, so I wouldn't say <laughs> no a lot. So Reading's Reading's thing this season was to we win three games and then we lose four nil. So we've lost. And, and for American audience, nil is zero. Um, but we lose. So we lost four nil three times this year now. Which, uh, but we've won a number of games, so we we are third in the league with a minus goal difference, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, there's a Millwall fan that goes up to Amsterdam Tavern. Okay, he's like, there's like you'll see all these like there's a Millwall fan, there's a Union Berlin fan. I didn't know it's pronounced that until like the guy told me that. Um, and you'll just see all these just like one, like there was a Norwich fan that would always come up there before they got relegated. Now, I think there must be like a Fulham fan because there's loads of Fulham mem- memorabilia. Uh, well, there's Clint Dempsey. Um, so oh, yeah. okay. uh, Clint Dempsey played there. Tim Ream now plays there. He's a St. Louis guy, so everybody's okay. got for him. So I played soccer for Amsterdam, their, their team, when they used to sponsor um, tournament teams and okay. indoor, which we're going to go play here in a bit. Yeah. And you can tell everybody across the pond what indoor turf soccer is like. It's a fucking circus. Any, I'm just worried that I'm not going to be very good, but I'll give it Oh, you, if you keep giving the ball away, I'm going to keep giving you the ball every <laughs> single fucking time. I don't think I'll give the ball away, but I'll probably do something it's stupid. It's not like Josh McGinnis? No. I, I mean, Reading likes to give the ball away, so maybe I'll just take off my own team and just give them the ball away. Are, are people in England aware of the Josh McGinnis chant? Uh, I'm not. The people of England might be. But. Oh yeah, because like, and, like it was. I didn't know about it until like I saw some clip where it was. They were traveling. Northern Ireland was playing Portugal, and you had all the Northern Ireland people outside the Portuguese hotel, and they sang a song. And I'm terrible at singing unless it's rap, and also bad at that. <laughs> but um, they started singing like Earth, Wind, and Fire. So I want people here because I don't want to butcher it. Go and see what the Josh McGinnis song is, and you type in Josh McGinnis song. You will not be disappointed. I'll show you this before we go, and so you can. Sep- basically- is that September? Yeah. Yeah, September. September they basically because again, you have the most creative chance. Our shit is just. <laughs> Let's go we got, blue. We got spirit. How about you? <laughs> Which is why I'm not sitting in the supporter section because it's the same shit. Every well, time, I, and I was lucky enough to go to the Blues game last, the ice hockey Blues game mm-hmm. last time I came. And I, as much as the atmosphere was good fun, it was just let's go Blues, let's oh, go. It's blue, fucking blue. brutal. 
And like I, I was basically talking to one of the guys who used to be involved. He's an English guy, United fan, grew up in Manchester. And he was just sitting there he and it's like... He grew up in Manchester and uh-huh. he's a United fan. I know, weird, isn't it? I thought they were all outside of Manchester. I don't know. I don't know the whole Scouser sure or whatever debate. Um, no, he's older. Oh. Like, so, I mean, once <laughs> you get past, like, good. 30, I don't think it's cool to be a City fan yeah, anymore. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, I mean, I can't say anything from Chelsea when Obravich <laughs> took over, but at least I can throw out a Dennis Wise, Gio Zola type shit to make me maybe, like, not wear a Pulisic jersey in the fucking bar. <laughs> Captain America. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... I was talking to him and I'm just like, he's like, he's kind of hopping out of it because there's basically said it was like a pissing fest between everybody. And I know all the people that are in the Luligans and I love them, but some of them, it's just like, again, let's go blues or shoot it. Like when people yell or people probably even probably do that at fucking matches in England, they yell the stupidest shit. Like sure. instead of rotating it around the U and basically trying to get a better angle on a cross, I mean, you're at the halfway line. Shoot! Yeah, fucking hit a dinger. <laughs> Actually, I think dinger's more of an American thing. Like, hit a banger. Um, so I was talking to him. He's like, "You need to hire." And from my experience, whoever does, whoever creates all of West Ham's chants, they're fucking hilarious. Like I remember so sitting. They, they there, do have a song about bubbles. But one. I mean, they. I mean, yeah, that's what that's for like all the basic bitch fans, I'm assuming. But they did like the whole song where like where Rio Ferdinand got sent off or something when he was playing for United and they actually sang His name is Rio and he sits up in the stand and like I am dying. They did the John Joe Shelby because he played at West Ham. Yeah. And he's warming up along the touchline and like he's coming for you. Harry Potter. He's because the dude looks like Voldemort. Yeah, 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 Again, do your research and John Joe Shelby Voldemort side by side. He starts cracking up and gives mm-hmm. him a little clap. That's the shit that I want to actually yeah. hear. Yeah, Instead yeah. of just like, oh, yeah, let's go team. Now, I used to ref the, the championship team equivalent that was here. And it was all the same chance. Yeah. yeah, they would sing Whitney Houston. Definitely got into it. Tried to dance as very vaguely as possible because I was on camera all the time. And everything else, because I knew almost everybody that was up there. Like, I would go, pending the result and pending if there's anything disastrous, I would go up there and just drink with them afterwards. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to throw any type of referee game for my friends or for my city. Yeah. It's a very good side job, and I make a good money doing it. And I get paid to exercise and get attention. So exercise, money, attention. <laughs> I'm self-actualized. <laughs> like, I'm set. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's just it was just the same old chance. So I'm not sitting in the supporter section. I'm sitting kind of by him. But yeah, it's just the, and I might be spoiled because you don't watch a lot of English sport. Walk a, watch a lot of it. Um, my friend, United fan, one of my one of my really good friends I played soccer with. He has a Sabuto board. Amazing. I didn't even know. If you're in America and you're not John John W. and you know what a Sabuto board is, I will buy you a 12-pack of something because <laughs> it's big over in England, isn't I, it? Well, it certainly was. Maybe not so much now. But every not, kid. Not might, a FIFA. So, well, I'm, <laughs> yeah, FIFA's ruined. FIFA's ruined it. But I'm 34, and um, so every kid my age wanted slash had a Sabuto board. And, and before, because I think I'm probably... Uh, people that are a bit older than me also had one but little little figures uh on a what like a semicircle um it's i would say it's like an oval shaped pitch 
um, as, as an oval shaped pitch. And then, but there, so that's just like the standard board. But my friend's uncle, he built up three stadiums around it. Amazing. So he had a Sabuto, yeah. but he had Old Trafford. He had Old Wembley, I believe. Yeah. And something else. But that's like kind of, imagine playing uh, chess and you build in whatever the biggest chess <laughs> stadiums are, which is probably like a 250-seat stadium. <laughs> And people are doing certain beads so they can actually cheat. Like, yeah. uh, did you see? Did that story come across to you guys? <laughs> the uh, vibrator. The uh, the um the um certain spheres <laughs> that can go certain places and yes. you can vibrate to tell you answers. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so um, that you're basically building an entire stadium to make it reflect this. But go ahead as far as like mechanics and what it looks like, like how yeah. you move, score, all that other stuff. Well, you, and you have the, the, the oval, so they kind of rock, the players rock around, and then there's a little ball, and so you get your player and you tap it, and it flicks the ball to, the, um, to another player, and then you're basically playing a soccer game with these little, little figures and a ball, and try and score a goal. So yeah, everyone of my sort of age and, and a bit older would have had Sputio and it, they tried to make it better and better through the years but um, the, it's like everything the uh, the first one was always the best one so but yeah FIFA ruined that but love a bit of FIFA as well so what's like the, what was the change of possession like as far as because I think there was something similar here where as far as like change of possession and everything like we get the ball like it's almost like that vibrating football metal thing where you would just let like the football player, like American football. Yeah. So we got American football and football, right, oh, okay. from you guys, by yeah. the way, U.S. Men's National Team, powerhouse. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, so like you would basically, if you hit an opposing player, I think it would be a change of possession when you would try and pass it along. The, the easiest way to describe it is like a football table. Okay. So, so is, if you – yeah, you either, I think there was two versions. There was the, the oval ones that I was describing, or the ones, like you say, you push them down and then it flicks the ball off. You flick the player, I think, and then it kicks yeah. the ball. I, yeah, but yeah. then the ones like you, the American football one, you kind of have like the magnet underneath and you push push the player down, it flicks the ball off. And then if the, mag, if the ball magnet magnetized to an opposing team player, then they get the ball. And so it's, it's a bit like where foosball, you obviously have, you're obviously not allowed to spin it, and everyone does, but you get, if it hits another player, then fair game. So okay. it's, 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 it was a bit, it's a bit weird, you know, in that, in looking back now, but it was a great game at the, at the time. And it was, years ago. and it was awesome. Like I've not, that I finally met somebody, but <clears throat> like he, his entire family was united. And like I said, I don't know what that, is it Sabuto? Is that how you? Sabutio. Sabutio? Yeah. Okay. Probably Phil Collins inspired uh, thing. Probably going to have to cut that because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. But anyway, um, so you were talking about, we were talking, we were making dinner and you were talking about like taking a train to potentially get here, which is the Metrolink and your boss who lives in U city thinks you're going to get shot no matter what you do says you're going to get shot no matter what you do here in st louis basically yeah so uh <laughs> she's 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 not wrong but she's not right okay so i i guess obviously the uk there's there's dangerous places right but there's not it's 
I think as a tourist, as a, you know, I'm quite blasé about it because I'm just, it. I want to explore and I enjoy exploring and, you know, come around to random guy's house that might kidnap you and just um, play. You were already kidnapped by okay, then. It's yeah. not, we're talking about, remember, so remember the stages I, I, of kidnapping. I, I've got this like PTSD here. <laughs> it's like, I've come back to the house that they kid, kidnapped me on. Um, no, I, so I want to explore. I want to go to different places in St. Louis. It's not the sort of place that you necessarily come on holiday to. And so I just, I go all over the place and I don't mind getting the Metro link. Um, but you're, you're saying everybody in the UK slash Europe does not want to come to St. Louis. We have an arch. Okay. Uh, it's an impressive arch. Did you go up in it? I haven't been up in it. Don't worry about it. I went, I went and looked <laughs> from the outside. I walked <laughs> that's, down that's there. Good enough. I've got some photos <laughs> from the outside. That was, I, I was okay with that. It was a big queue and you know, it was $30. I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll just enjoy it for the outside. Yeah. But well done. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, the rules were when I went down to town, uh, downtown, I wasn't allowed the other side of the Metrolink line, so right of the Metrolink line, and I uh, was by the Blues, by the Blues, by, by the Cardinals game. So Cardinals game so by, sounds about. Uh, yeah, I mean it goes. I would say every two block radius, it can kind of get iffy when you yeah. go one to the other, and that's for most of the places here. You can be in a really nice, like where I lived after college, three story houses, three story house. I had the top to my top uh, floor to my uh, me and my daughter. You go two blocks the other way. That's where people get shot. Yeah. So as I said, she's kind of, she's correct there. And the other side was the source object. I'm sorry to mention it on this podcast, but the other city limit that I wasn't allowed to go to was the NFL ground. But oh yeah, where the um <laughs> oh I throw you're talking about throw ball right? Throw ball yeah the yeah, throw ball grounds that, yeah you know the team moved. I don't know. I, I went to one game and they won. <laughs> My all my really good friends all do like fantasy throwball league. Yeah, and I would get too invested in it that I would want to watch all the games. <laughs> like they, I'm just like I did it once at Enterprise, so that was like Enterprise Rent a Car. That was probably when I was like 22. I didn't even change my team at all. I got third. Nice. By not changing anything, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> no. Well, and it's like the it, you with I'm a. I've got a sleeper league, an yeah, NFL league, and they all. I'm actually doing all right. I'm I'm second at the moment, and I don't really know what I'm doing, quite honestly. <laughs> so I don't. I, I try and catch an NFL game here and there, watch a bit of red zone, but I don't. I'm not a diehard looking at all the fancy, um, all the soil, the highlights, and everything like that. But um, I'm doing all right, and so they all trade like, asking me for trades. I'm like. Well, if you want my player, that means that that player is better than your player. So how is this trade good for me? And so I normally just message my mate who doesn't know what he's talking about, who's not in the league, and say, should I do this trade? And he always says no. They're trying to screw you over. So I, but no, I, do, nice. I, I pay in every year, and uh, you know maybe I'll win one day. <laughs> but, so yeah, that was the other city limit, was the NFL ground. I wasn't allowed to go past there. But I can walk up and down. I went and had a look at the, um, the old train station. I can't think what it's called. Um, with the hotel and the big roof. Union Station. Union Station. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, that, that shows how touristy friendly we are. Is yeah. we got an arch and a train station. You got an arch and an old train station. So any, they're both quite impressive. Any, so. Yeah, very impressive arch and train station. Yeah. Come to St. Louis, <laughs> but don't go certain places. <laughs> don't go there. And so today we had to drop off a work colleague at the at the airport, and the running joke, which is a really insensitive 
running joke is I said I need to get my headphones out of the boot of the car, or the trunk of the car. Um, come back to the Ted Lasso boot and the boot and the boot in a minute. Um, <laughs> and uh, she said, oh, you can't do that. And I said, why? Because I'm going to get shot. And then, uh, yeah, all hell broke out. But I didn't get shot, so it's fine. She but, didn't shoot you because no. a lot of people have guns here. Yes, I know. Sure, there's more guns than people here, I'm pretty sure. In the and the story, I remember the story of um, just before I came to St. Louis the first time was, again, not talking about politics, but there was the couple on the on the lawn. Um, oh yeah, with the, the but the yeah they looked. I mean, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. Whatever the complete opposite of that <laughs> is, as far as how you're supposed to handle a firearm is basically the stance and this is more so towards anybody you get to listen to over and at your shed bar but yeah it was basically that like the guy i don't know if anybody's south park fans whenever cartman fires the machine gun that's basically how that dude probably would have looked if he would ever fire that thing but yeah so (laughs) yes there were protests and there were two people sitting outside trying to look threatening but (laughs) because people were walking past them on the public street right correct so, yeah. so um, how do people like the NFL coming over to London? Uh, it sells out every time. So I know you don't want it to work because I know you throw ball, whatever that though, but it sells out every time. And I've been to two games. Um, I saw the Chiefs play. Uh, so they always do a home match. So Who's, uh, who's home there? So they decide. Because so, so, there are no Native Americans in <laughs> as far as the Chiefs being the home team. And <laughs> so, yeah, well, we did. So the, I think, I don't know how they decide who, but they basically make it a home. T- I guess it's the fixture list or the schedule. So whoever is meant to be at home that week that they go to London, mm-hmm. they make that the home team. So they fill the ground with flags and they you know, they make it a big um, thing about though that team. So it was Chiefs the year I went and then I went to see um, Giants as well. And it was just, it's a great atmosphere. Everyone go, it's like when, it's like a cup final because you don't get it every day. Hey, you go up for the day, you make a day of it, you drink all day long, you all, everyone's got their NFL jerseys or t-shirts or hats or whatever they've got. Just all sorts of different teams. Obviously there's very little loyalty into the team that they're because you haven't picked the team that they're. And so uh, I haven't been for a couple of years, but I was, at, I was actually in Minneapolis on Sunday uh, when the Vikings were in London. And so I was sat next to a uh, sat next to someone at the, at the bar on my layover. And he was like, you're telling me you came to send, you came to Minneapolis on the day that my team are in your ta- hometown. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, did he say hometown? Assuming everybody from England everyone, is the same town. <laughs> everyone lives in London. Don't you know that by now? <laughs> Have you heard of Basingstoke? <laughs> What is it's a funny thing because obviously I am based in London, so it's a fair. Uh, but at work, everyone's like, "Joe's from London." It's like, mm, uh, I'm, I'm from I'm from near London, you know, fifty miles near London. But mm-hmm. it's so. Could you buy alcohol and bring it down to the stands during football games because it wasn't a proper football fixture? You can, yeah. So and you can for rugby as well. So so well, I went to watch one of the NFL games at Twickenham which is the England Rugby Stadium. So it's the one... What's it called? Twickenham. It's in... It's a very intimidating sounding... Uh, it's in Richmond. It's in the very posh part of London. There's, uh, it's a nice <laughs> part of London. Um, 
West part, it's, West part. I'm sorry, SW, SW6, it's, basically. It's not actually really London. It's probably, it's very West. The suburbs. Yeah. Is suburbs a term? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's inside the M25, which is the um, circular road that goes all the way around mm-hmm. London, basically. But it's, it's not in central London. And, um, and yeah, so all of the rugby games, it's only football. So it's only soccer that you can't take a drink in. Every other sporting fixture, you really, you can take drinks in. Now, it's not as bad from what I've said. One of my referee friends went to a whole bunch of games. They went to a Corinthians match down in South America where they have moats and 10-foot high fences. But people talk about, oh, yeah, like, oh, my gosh, if the Bears play the Chiefs, I don't even know if that's a proper rivalry, i.e. Derby, which is rivalry. for Describe the away f- the how an away fan would travel let's just say well reading i don't know you have enough people to travel <laughs> but let's just say when united goes to liverpool yeah what is that what is the itinerary that all the united fans have to go through in order to gather get to the stadium be in the stadium leave the stadium and get back like what's that what what are they, what's all the restrictions? What yeah. all they have to go well, through? It's almost a police escort. If it's a proper, you know, if it's a proper rivalry like Man United Liverpool, then you you have a pub that you're allowed to go to. So they normally have home home pubs and away pubs. You don't you don't so mix. You have, you have one away pub in Liverpool. Well, you have like there's like agreed pubs that they're allowed to go to. So Man Man United fans will be able to go to a Liverpool pub and. It will just be Man United fans in there. Yep. And so they can drink in there. They And they normally, rivalries, they'll normally put on lunchtime kickoffs. Really? So like Rangers, I never even noticed that. Rangers Celtic is always, so the Scotland rivalry <laughs> is always at lunchtime. Protestant Catholic, yeah, all that, all, yeah. all, all that, the, all that's that noise. That's a proper rivalry. There, there's no other like the, the um, Rangers Celtic rivalry. But the they're normally doing it at lunchtime so that they can restrict the drinking but then people just start a couple of hours earlier 5 a.m let's go yeah <laughs> and so and yeah they'll they'll almost give them a police escort to the ground so that they don't get any trouble do they have to take a bus there or can they just all kind of eventually meander towards this bar and then it starts from the bar to the stadium yeah you don't you can take a bus. most most clubs will put buses on so they'll most okay. clubs will have for an away fan they'll say their away teams they'll put buses on to the go to the away fans or away games which is the easiest way to travel because you just get on a bus in the morning you go to your whatever the wherever it is or you just get the train like normal you know normal public transport but they just do whatever they can to keep the two sets of fans away from each other because if it does get heated then it can end quite violently as you've seen from various like england fans green street hooligans yeah yeah, exactly. How actually true is that? I think... Dramatized, but... I think 30 years ago, it probably was true. Nowadays, there's... So there is people... Fucking Margaret Thatcher, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But there's a... You've got... Nowadays, there's no... There's, there is hooliganism, but it's nothing like it used to be. So there's lots of people that say, with clubs going struggling with money and everything like that, let people drink in the stands because if you're playing, you know, if it's Reading versus, I don't know, Wrexham, Wrexham. you're close to the same yeah, level. You, there's n- <laughs> 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 no, 
that'll <laughs> one day maybe if they keep getting their money um, Chris Pullen scoring hat tricks whatever um, then there's no rivalry there's no, not going to be any trouble outside most of the fans like people are humans at the end of the day right and if you don't have if you don't have dickheads just causing trouble then why not have drinks in the ground people buy more drinks and mm-hmm. the club makes more money but so Derby Day pub to stadium yeah how do the away fans get into the stadium so they i think if you google or look on youtube and you see the videos of like the like people being boxed into the like at eight a stream of people with police either side steward either side and then you get to the ground and then you go through the turnstiles and then dedicated turnstile right dedicated turnstiles dedicated away end so you, the the whole aim is to just not go near the other fans, and so you go through, and then once you're in the in the way end, they'll quite often keep you in the away end at the end of the game, or keep the home fans in. But there's obviously more of them, um, so they'll keep you in the game in in the ground at the end of the game, or they'll try and get like so get the home fans to go a different way. Yep, and so they they just. The whole logistics of it is to try and keep the fans so they don't go anywhere near each other, and so there's no, there's nothing that they can do to cause trouble, basically. Because like in England, you'll see, on more so on Derby Day, they might even eliminate sections. They'll have an empty section, yep. police, away section, yep. police, empty section. But and the reason why, and nowadays, like the reason why some of these, like some of the big rivalries the grounds are not designed for like you get your rinse and repeat bowls like so you just build a bowl and then you've got lots of space lots of um space for your legs and just lots of just general generally lots of space whereas then you get like man united and liverpool really old grounds you know lots of history and you've got no space and so they can't afford to be do big um, empty gaps because that loses money for ticket sales and so you do have people that are quite close to each other and you line them with a a police officer on every or a steward on every um every, every space, other step almost every other it? step yeah. yeah so that there is but you always get the the people that are shouting not worried about the football game not worried about watching the game they're just shouting at the at the fans and so that but that's just part of football and it's only when it kind of gets over the edge of into hooliganism that it becomes a problem i guess oh yeah the whole firm thing that you see yeah um burberry if the burberry the so there's there's like the football hooligan 101 right you need a cap or and normally it's a burberry cap which is like a fedora uh, well it's like a normal cap but burberry is like a brand or a designer so it's kind of I'll show you after. Google it. It's um. Oh, we can do that right now. <laughs> it's a um. There you go. Where Burberry. Did you, you mean Burberry? Yes. Oh, Burberry. There you go. So, so that's so that sort of pattern. Either shirt, hat, scarf, however you want to do it. So basically neutral colors. But what's the assistant coach from Ted Lasso? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, so am I. It's basically what he wears when he goes on his little club adventure. Like yes. it's just basically just very non-aggressive plaid-looking yeah. type clothes. How weird is that episode, by the way? It's fucking hilarious. It's, 
It was a nice so little weird. segue. Well, yeah. the Christmas episode was kind of even weird, but that episode was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, so Burberry and then Stone Island. So if you've still got your Google eye, Google up. My Googleizer. Googleizer up. Um, no, he's a philosopher. So, so these are, you know, uh, you what can, is it? Stone Island. I'll put everything in the show notes yeah. or whatever the fuck people talk about oh, on podcasts. That one's not got. It's like a target. If you, um, there you go. There it is. So it's a, uh, so a, a Stone Island hoodie or sweatshirt or whatever you want. Um, and so, so if you have the Burberry and the Stone Island, and they're like, that's the the firm. They're the people that are going to start the trouble because they don't want to be identified as supporters and then they can just beat the shit out of each other yeah is so, the chelsea grin a thing the, the whole chelsea grin with the credit card in the mouth it was in green street hooligans i have no idea if that's even a thing i have no idea i mean it not not today they no, so green street hooligans if you've never seen it if you want to see frodo baggins come across the bond <laughs> and just go beat the shit out of a whole bunch of english people then that's a movie for you it's it's got it's a great movie in so it's in just... that as far as like is it twat or twat or both? So they both mean the same thing. Okay. Um, but the main swear word is twat. Twat. But, yeah, with an A. Okay. But twat is also a... With an A, but... So, no, well, <laughs> as in with... <laughs> with an O, twat with oh, an O. Twat is with an O. But it's not... No, no, I don't think anyone really uses that. It's still a rude word, but it's not a... We call somebody a bitch or something like yeah. that, where it's not just like... But twat is like a... A proper aggressive proper um, aggressive insult yeah. got it you learn something every day there you go we got a football match to get to we have what time is it it's <laughs> eight o'clock we've been doing this for an hour and eight <laughs> so we've got what, 10 minutes to get to the football match uh, uh, everything we do. in st louis is 20 minutes away so uh, at least from where i live yeah there's a couple areas where you're gonna get shot i mean so you got to make sure that you're as within... long as you drive 20 minutes first then it's fine yes because then it's drive-bys and you're easily to get away to the hospital yeah but then you also because you're getting shot you have to pay for all of your bills when you go to the hospital and potentially uh -huh. go into debt and lose your house yes that's a problem because you're gonna get shot yeah but the one thing oh. before you stop oh please tell me the positive in this there, there's no positive in this <laughs> i have been i told you earlier i'm staying in the cheshire Oh, you mean the Cheshire Inn? The Cheshire Inn. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, it is like such an, Eng it's an English inn, ye old English inn, but it's just so stereotypical English. It's brilliant. There's a pub in there called the Fox and Hounds. You've been to the Fox and Hounds? Yeah, they have like a chess boards and a fireplace yeah. and shit. Yeah. You can't see anything. It's pitch black, but it's... Because um, you don't want to see what who you're talking to in England? Like, <laughs> but it's just we like, do it here too. Like when lights come on, everybody's just yeah. like, uh. Oh, oh, oh. But it's, the weird, it's, it's great. And it's... A stereotypical English in, I guess, but it's just. I I told some people at work. My boss told me to stay there because it was cheap, um, and I told some people at work, and they just burst out laughing. And the way to describe it is, it's got character, but it's great. And so, uh, just home from home, basically, everyone in England looks like that and talks like. Absolutely. But. So anything you want to promote, I think that's what people do at the end of podcasts. Is I've it? heard it before. Anything you want to. Is it promote? What's the word? Um, yeah. yeah, I think they do, yeah. I, St. Louis breweries are great. The White your, Fox Pub, at, at the White Fox Pub. At the White Fox Pub. Is my Instagram account, and you can check out all my uh, home pub shenanigans. Absolutely. <laughs> what else you got? So you were on a podcast with the uh, one guy. 
Ale and Audio. At Ale and Audio, I think it is. Yeah, if you ever want to see anything about a whole bunch of... Pub sheds. Pub sheds. Like, I got mine where I got a... What's an what's an eighth barrel, the long the long cylindrical ones that are like this. What's that? A key barrel is it? Is like a, a key. I mean, it's just like the long the long cylindrical ones, not the thick girthy ones, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have a lo- I have a slender keg. Let's well, just put and, it that way. And for after tonight, you're gonna set up an Instagram account for your home pub, right? I'm debating it. I'm actually gonna see where this podcast goes because I'm going to worry about licensing and everything. Yeah. And then I also have to worry about the Instagram of my dog, which is Didier underscore Dogba, I think. Um, but I was yeah, led to believe last time when we met last time, you don't use social media, just for your dog. Oh no, for everything. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't need people. To, this this is how I'll get my thoughts out because I can cut and edit this. <laughs> I can't get smashed at 3 a.m. and send out some tweet and be like, "Oops, let me bring that one back." <laughs> no, I haven't been on. I don't. I have a Twitter account. I think. And Facebook I use for birthdays, and that's about it. Because why? The people I want to hear, the people who I want to hear what I want to say, hate me anyway. So whatever I say <laughs> it, they're just like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm like, hey, all right, let's go get a beer. Hey, I reached back out, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So what do we got? We got tomorrow. We got 9 a.m. fixtures. Probably make a nice proper breakfast. By the way, the in case anybody ever wants to come in here, see an arch, see a train station potentially get shot i made I think him tourism of st louis is gonna be sponsoring your podcast well bringing it back around i made spicy cilantro lime prawns we had freshly made rosemary thyme focaccia bread we had watermelon what else we had we had uh, some black pepper asparagus. asparagus yeah the jambalaya did not go well we didn't try it, but... I mean, it might be good now. <laughs> I mean, you want to carb up before a match. That's fucking obvious. Um, but yeah, we'll probably do some buffalo chicken quiches. And then we'll go watch the 11.30 matches because you got their classicer, which is Dortmund. Bayern, guy in a Dortmund kit that goes up there, has like the real like finger, like the mustache that's like curled and stuff. Oh, nice. His dog's name is Barco Royce, <laughs> which I found hilarious nice so you got two football dogs we got two football dogs one of my one of my best friends her name's karen not a karen though it's perfect to call her a karen <laughs> she has a dog named james milner honestly the most boring dog in the world which fits perfectly perfectly <laughs> <laughs> but i mean the dog is a monster like 120 easy 120 pounds sorry for everyone trying to do conversions across where you're going to be probably I've got, propping this podcast. Yeah. We're on the freedom system of measurement, okay? Not that <laughs> yeah. metric bullshit. We should be on the metric system. I don't know why the fuck we're not. <laughs> not that America's never been seen as stubborn or whatever the fuck well, we're seen as. We, like I said, we're on a metric imperial mixture, so who knows what we're on. Let's not bring up imperialism, okay? We might not go well. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's done it. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, anything. I mean, I highly suggest it when you go back. If you want to have this at your shed bar, I can send you everything that I have here. It's a traveling podcast, and then I can just put it in my backpack and go. Yeah. Oh, wait. I got to get your uh, say some stuff about God Save the Queen now being God Save the King or something like that. King now. Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on here then? What are you getting? Ah, Louise, this is your gift. I don't know what to say. This is it's easy when you're talking. It's not very easy when you're talking to yourself, is it? 
well, I like talking to myself all the time, even though it's a very engaging conversation and nobody wins. But um, so here it is. Uh, so Bush Stadium, St. Louis Cardinals, we just lost today. You know, you figure going 2-0 into the top of the ninth inning, you wouldn't get six runs scored on you because one pitcher walks one batter and then you go, which is basically like one of your top cricket bowlers. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, hit, they hit one sixer and then you pull them. Six are the right? Yeah, well, they get six. They get six. Okay, so this is like, so Bush Stadium capacities maybe, I think, 45. I have no idea. It might be like 30. It I, looks not, big from the it, outside. I get that a lot. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, so you can bring your dog there one day, and it's, so it's all inclusive. So here, because there's no such thing as like proper Darby's or anything else like that where you need to get escorted in and escorted out, you get pay $110. You can drink an hour and a half before the before the game, and baseball is usually like four hours. I have I went to a Texas Rangers game once. Four fucking hours. I, I went probably. on my own as well. It's fucking boring. On my own. <laughs> I feel like it might be fun if you went with people, but on your own, no, not a good one. So it's so I brought Didier, and there's all these other dogs there. You get to watch walk the warning track, which is like the non grass part of the outfield. $120, you can drink for an hour and a half prior to, I think, two hours after first pitch for $125 to watch it. So you get to bring your dog yeah. $125 for three to four hours of drinking. Yeah, You get all their typical brownies, chips and salsa, hot dogs, that whole thing. And so they didn't have any large shirts. So my, took my, my girlfriend and I went along with my friend who does a lot of stuff for Purina. And you get a... Pooches in the ballpark, <laughs> Bush Stadium, and I asked about if you're, you said your wife's a runner, so she'll be able to fit in this small. Yeah. So you get a pooches in the ballpark at Bush Stadium, twenty twenty two. Can shirt. you sign it too? <laughs> okay. No. Oh, it's fine. I'm joking. I mean, how many times? Oh, I don't know. Like it depends six? how big your podcast is going to get. Ooh. Are you going to be? You might need to get an Are XL. You, be you Joe might... Rogan. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> No, but thank you. Thanks a thank bunch for, for coming gift. on, dude. I'm glad. Like, this is number three, still editing number two because I was kind of drunk when I did it. So, <laughs> this one I kind of made sure that since you're not as available as other people. Um, no, yeah, dude, this was awesome. Um, yeah, well, and I, I appreciate coming on. It's been, well, it hasn't really felt like we've been on the podcast. We've been just chatting and having a laugh so, and drinking beer before, before a football game. Before, I mean, it's, it's then, two 20 minute halves, and I need to get you your boots. Hopefully, they fit. <laughs> um yeah so uh cheers oh my god how awesome so we real quick we played a drinking game that every time we got somebody to awkwardly say cheers when we were talking to him at this oh beer fest oh my god it was fucking hilarious how did we not include that on the, it was, the podcast i forgot but yeah we made people awkwardly say cheers and every time oh no, it was two wasn't it it was cheers or what oh you had one and nuna had one. Oh, we forgot what it was all right i'll have nuna on the podcast and we'll bring it up <laughs> you have to um, edit that in yeah we'll edit it in just like I'm sure cheers was your drinking one because it was much easier to get people to say cheers. They, they they were like awkward. I'm like, oh, it's like talking to them and it's like talking about the dog. And I was like, okay, cheers. They're like, uh, cheers. I'm just like. And basically, they let me into this bet. And I was I was just going up to people and going, hey, hey, guys, cheers. Yep, and I was winning. All right, so, uh, yeah, this is DFT International Presents Irregardlessly. And, uh, yeah, first international podcast. So hope to have many more. Anything else? Cheers. Let's go make some people. Fuck.